Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello, and I am so honored to have with me Alex Cragen from Mercy for Animals. We're talking about a very difficult subject. We're talking about the hideous things happening to pigs um, around the United States. And uh, we don't want to give you nightmares, but by the same token, I think we have to show you some of it, just some of it, because otherwise people say, well, uh, it's not really happening. It's not that bad. Okay, these are pig gestation crates and pig gestation crates are the standard operating way that pigs are kept um, in the United States. Uh, They've been outlawed in parts of Europe. We're going to get more information on that from Alex. But I mean, look at this. Look at this. Pigs are smarter than dogs. If you did this to a dog and I have two dogs who get very aggro if I don't walk them a really nice couple of walks every day. Pigs are smarter than dogs. They are kept in crates the size of their bodies, just slightly larger than the size of their bodies, unable to turn around or even scratch themselves. Now, if this upsets you, don't eat pigs or animals in general. Um, but Americans are eating 66.18 pounds of pork per year per capita. Um, these animals are clearly stressed out. It is, in my opinion, torture. And I invite anybody who represents the pig industry on at any time to uh, debate that. Um, obviously, keeping animals like this. And we're going to show you video in a second. But first, I want to go straight out to Alex Cragen of Mercy for Animals. Tell us about this investigation and why it is so important right now, particularly. Yeah. So this investigation um, happened in the fall of 2022 um, uh, in Nebraska. Um, and it was over the, over the course of a number of months uh, uh, recording uh, uh, and documenting uh, the the abuse and hostilities that are happening here. What's unfortunate, and, and it is fairly standard Practice. This would be considered industry practices with regards to the treatment of, of pigs, uh, not having uh, the ability to freely move. It's often described uh, as living in essentially uh, an airplane seat for your entirety of your life. Many mother pigs spend most of their lives in these types of facilities. And you know what we are asking at Mercy for Animals, who, whose mission is to end industrial animal agriculture, is for a better uh, to 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 make meaningful change with regard to how these animals are being treated. They are intelligent social beings and they deserve the di- the dignity of at least being able to go and engage in natural behaviors as well as more importantly, uh, uh, being able to enjoy some semblance of life. This is, this is not any sort of quality of life. I, I um, was absolutely horrified and shocked when I saw these videos, but I also know that this is fairly, again, standard, um, activities with regards to the industry. It's standard operating procedure. I mean, this is, I wasn't shocked. Every time I get another video, I know exactly what I'm going to see. 
I'm going to see another one of these. It's torture. Mm-hmm. Okay, I invite anybody on. Come on this show and tell me this is not torture. And we'll debate it. And, you know, it's the stuff of nightmares. I'll tell you, I didn't really want to download this video and have to edit it and upload it because it really upsets me. And that's part of the problem. People say, don't, I don't want to see it. Don't show me. I don't want to look. Well, if you can't even look, then how can you eat? I was Mm -hmm. in the supermarket yesterday and I saw people with bacon in their carts and I wanted to go up to them and say, do you know the torture that's involved in producing that product when there is this? This is vegan bacon, okay? There's numerous products like it. And I can tell you that I don't even know what bacon tastes like, to be honest with you, but people say it's delicious. It's got zero cholesterol. It's also not cancer-causing. According to the World Health Organization, processed meat, which includes bacon, which includes hot dogs from pigs, which includes deli slices, is officially cancer-causing. So if there is this alternative, why people feel compelled, compelled to go and purchase something that is the result of such cruelty, it truly blows my mind. Um, We've got Nilofar in Dallas, Texas. Your question or thought for our guests from Mercy for Animals, Nilofar. Thank you so much for the horrendously difficult work. Um, Peter initiated the undercover investigations in the late 80s. So here we are about a quarter of a century later, and it's actually gotten worse regarding methods and numbers for non-human animals. Um, in this day and age, especially in the West, uh, most people are aware. They've seen the footage. We've talked to the public. The problem is that few people care. The reason is that their palate pleasure trumps ethics, and they don't see this torture occurring in front of them. Um, at the same time, the, you know, the example we had this summer with the heat dome, so many places and the wildfires, it just wets the whiskers for, for what awaits us. So my question is... Is it time for activists to risk even more um, in open rescue? Thank you. Excellent question. Um, Yes, open rescue. And you know that the last two cases have resulted in acquittals, the two well-known cases of um, uh, former Baywatch actress and her co-defendant, as well as... um, those who took a couple of sick piglets out of a factory farm in Utah, the jurors said, why didn't you take more? Some of them said. Oh yeah. No, uh, the, the issue of open rescue is, has been, it's been interesting to watch see the impact with regards to how we're progressing that conversation as a society. Um, and to, to go to some of the initial sort of question, which was like investigations, what role does that play um, in sort of our, the movement? I think there's an absolutely critical function of investigation. We are the, the ears and eyes of the public, and they need to be aware of these things. Or most importantly, they need to uh, have those conversations. We, we, as individuals who 
recognize the sentience and personhood of pigs need to engage in conversations with our family members, our loved ones, and meet them at their own space and be able to willing to have those conversations. Because frankly, most of the folks don't know where their food comes from. They know what, what bacon is. They don't know how that bacon is produced. I would say largely the population, the, the, the people uh, in the United States aren't aware of this and being able to demonstrate and show them and, and uh, acknowledge that something needs to be done uh, that, that there are better ways. And if, if, if the uh, argument of animals isn't going to be convincing, you have several other ones. You have the environment. The environmental impact of industrial animal agriculture is substantial. I believe it was a, uh, a study that came out uh, recently that 75% of an individual's carbon footprint would be reduced by leaving animals off of their plate. Um, you can talk about community health as well as the, the potential for zoonotic diseases. You know, there are a number of ways to address these issues by going and and um, uh, expanding people's horizons and thinking about the issues that they're caring about, what they're looking at, you know, and ways to address it with that central figure of food system reform. We need. Yeah, and, and I want to jump in to just um, co-sign what you said. The New York Times did an article on this: Save the Planet, Put Down That Hamburger. Researchers examined the diets of 55,500 people and found that vegans are responsible for 75% less in greenhouse gases than meat eaters. Nevertheless, this morning while I was uh, scanning through the New York Times, to which I have a subscription, there's an article about the best hot, uh, hot dogs. Okay, so they're saying that even though they do gazillion articles on climate change, that we could all we could radically reverse climate change if everybody adopted a plant-based diet. Nevertheless, uh, they continue to promote uh, the very thing that is causing climate change and the government too. This is the problem. Uh, I understand what you're saying about most people don't know. I sort of agree with the caller who says, by this time, you'd have to be living under a rock. I mean, this is the gazillionth investigation. And I'm very excited that this one by Mercy for Animals got mentioned in the New York Times, and we're going to get to that in a second. But, you know, willful denial, see no evil, hear no evil, I think that's a good part of what's going on. Uh, we've got a couple of other callers. Michael in Los Angeles, your question or thought for Alex Cragen of Mercy for Animals. Yes, hi. Um, thank you, Alex, for all the work you've been doing. Um, my question is, I've heard in the news that there's been several um, challenges to the legality of Prop 12 especially in regards to how it's going to be implemented in California uh, from the animal agriculture industry. Also, what's the next step forward after Prop 12 as far as, uh, uh, you know, the next goal we're trying to achieve? Thank you. No, that's a good question. So with regards to uh, Prop 12, I, I know there's at least one more ongoing litigation and the, the door isn't fully closed uh, if you look at the Supreme Court ruling. Um, however, really? uh, there, go ahead. No, really, I thought that the Supreme Court ruled that they upheld Prop 12, which bans pig gestation crates for meat from pig gestation crates being sold in California. And given that California is the fifth largest economy, about to become the fourth largest economy, that would force these horrific pig gestation crates that we're looking at to be dismantled. But you're saying even with the Supreme Court decision, there is another. I mean, isn't the Supreme Court the highest court in the land? It is, but they, I would say that they didn't say that the issue had been closed completely. Like, there's still, like, there could be other approaches, other sort of, like, challenges to that. The, the courts did uphold uh, uh, Prop 12, and that it still continues to be implemented in the state of California. 
but uh, in terms of like next steps, what um, uh, the, the caller was asking about, I think that there are a couple of things. One, some defense work. Right now, the um, animal um, animal rights, animal welfare, um, animal advocates community has an existential crisis at hand with regards to the EATS Act. Um, it was the Ending Agricultural Trade Suppression Act sponsored by Senator Marshall and Congresswoman Hinson. Um, it is currently being uh, uh, part of the ongoing negotiations of what they call the Farm Bill in Congress. And I would, the first thing I would urge folks to go to um, eatsactexposed.com, go and uh, take action, contact your member of Congress and urge them to oppose uh, the EATS Act or any legislation that would restrict states from regulating on-farm activities as um, uh, from being considered as part of the Farm Bill. The second thing I would say with regards to passing good policies that are that are beneficial for animals, the Industrial Agricultural Accountability Act, set, sponsored by Senator Cory Booker, as well as Representative uh, Jim McGovern. Uh, going and contacting them, you can go to firstforanimals.com slash IAA uh, to take action there. Um, and additionally, let your friends, your family know, spread the word that, uh, that the Farm Bill is being actively uh, talked about uh, right now, Congress is in session, but come this fall, we're going to see a lot more action there. And member of the Congress need to be aware about your opposition and hear your voice on this issue. Uh, I'm keeping this up because we want to really stress this. Um, mercyforanimals.org, you just go to that, mercyforanimals.org, and click Take Action. Mercyforanimals.org. Click Take Action. You can send a letter to your two U.S. Senators and your member of Congress with one click. You literally fill it out, and it autofills a lot of the time. And I've done it, and uh, several people who've called have already done it. But if you do one thing, do that. Go to mercyforanimals.org, click Take Action, and fill out this form. You can see urgent action needed. You just put your name in, couple of basics, and boom, it sends it to two U.S. senators and your member of Congress. So that is super, super important. We've got another caller, Annie, from Sherman Oaks. Your question or thought for Alex Cragen. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for the investigation. Incredible. Thank you, Jane, for the show. The um, the article that uh, touched uh, LA Times, and unfortunately, of course, they turn around and, and talk about hot dogs. How can we amplify that and have other vendors, other newspapers multiply in talking about the seriousness of the horrors that's happening with these animals and affect if nothing else, to touch the hearts of those who care only about their health and the environment, to talk about that, how can we amplify it stronger? Aside from Jane, of course, everybody needs to be on Unchained TV, the free app, of course. But how else can we do it? Because this is heavy load for all of us to see the horrors, and I don't know how you do it. it it's just beyond uh, words to describe. Thank you so much. So how can thank we you, really amplify these horrors? Uh, thank you so much, Annie. And I, I want to clarify, I think she meant the New York Times, which wrote this very powerful op-ed by Nicholas Kristof, who has been one of the uh, opinion writers who has written the most about factory farming among them. And it's called The Truth About Your Bacon. And what he said was, among many other things, he said he had a background in pig raising uh, as a human being, 
but he doesn't do that anymore. And he said now nearly all pigs are raised on huge factory farms and treated with what seems like to me particular cruelty as reflected in secret videos taken by undercover investigators just released by two animal rights groups. Mercy for Animals is one of them. Animal Outlook is the other. So uh, that was a, a real coup. I, I often say people have to either get arrested or get naked to end up in the newspapers. But um, doing undercover investigations, they should be covered more. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you made the New York Times, kudos to you, kudos. It's so hard. But it should be on the front page of every newspaper. It should be the lead story in every uh, major news media organization. But as I learned with more than 30 years in mainstream media, the advertisers rule, the advertisers, fast food and pharmaceuticals. Take it away, Alex. Yeah, no, I think that there are a couple things uh, to answer their question on how to get more coverage. One, organize organize, organize, organize. If you are not involved in, in a, a community organization that's focused on, on issues around animals, find one, get involved. If there isn't one that doesn't exist, think about starting one. If, if that's not possible, you can also come and volunteer at Mercy for Animals. Uh, Mercy for Animals. Um, we have a volunteer team to engage that way. Additionally, um, uh, getting yourself involved in intersectional um, issues like um, uh, 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 folks in the environmental movement. There's surprisingly so few of those organizations advocating on these issues. There, that number has grown over the last years, but more need to happen and more need to be more stronger about the message about the role that an- industrial animal agriculture has on the environment. Number two, I would say that that going and writing a letter to your editor talking about this, saying like, listen, this is something that's happening. This is going on here in the United States. And there needs to be more coverage of these issues. Writing a letter to your editor is a great way to do that. If you are a subscriber to your local newspaper or your regional or national newspaper, let them know this is something you care about. Make sure that they're um, made aware that you as a a subscriber want to make sure that you're hearing more about these issues and getting more coverage outside of what you mentioned earlier, the more uh, extreme examples of, uh, 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 of trying to raise and elevate this issue. Um, or more outrageous. Let me say, I looked at the article that mentioned MFA's investigation, Mercy for Animals investigation, and people were horrified. They were like, I could only read half of this article. It's so upsetting. Um, It's, let's face it, the New York Times is a very educated um, readership, but even they, there's there's a good number of people who, you know, maintain that they have to eat these products. Even the opinion piece writer, uh, while he may have been trying to sort of throw a bone, as it were, politically incorrect for a vegan to say, but um, it may have been something to get the article on that he felt the need to say that I've been grappling with how we can, you know, provide whatever he said, like nobody needs to eat animals. Okay. We have people vegan from birth. I've been vegan for 28 years. Our health stats are better. I go in there and they say, what medication are you on? I'm like, I'm not on any medication. Really? Oh, well, you know, that's why we've become a medicated society. So the idea that that we're still like grappling with this issue that somehow, because he even said in the op-ed piece, well, it does provide, you know, 
food for, you know, no, there's no reason to provide this kind of food to people any more than people in certain countries have dog festivals where they feed dogs to people. And we as Americans are outraged about that. We should look in the mirror. Pigs are smarter than dogs. And we're killing four every, what, two seconds? Your your news release said um, uh, nearly 120 million hogs were slaughtered in the U.S. alone in 2021, about four pigs a second, four pigs a second. All right, we got another caller. Um, I would like to jump to Sean in Arizona. Your question or thought, Sean? Uh, hi. Yeah, I just have some quick thoughts about it. Um, just basic things and everything. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty hypocritical and rather disgusting that you have people like, and, I, and I'm not trying to name someone, but I will, um, you know, Chuck Grassley and people like that that put this out there and are trying to push. These are the same people that are always pushing states' rights, but yet they don't want to respect state standards when someone else doesn't agree with them. Um, but the legislation in California, the standards are what they are. They're supported by the California public. And if you want to sell products there, you should meet them or don't. But then don't try to change everything because something doesn't work for you. Never mind that the conditions these animals live in, like you say, they're very sensitive. They're emotional. I mean, they're intelligent and they live in horrific conditions that are animal abusive. Um, and frankly, the communities, if you'll notice, you, you don't see um, factory farms in wealthy areas. Why don't you? Well, one of the reasons is no wealthy people would put up with that being around because the conditions that the animals live in and what they do, even the standards of getting rid of their waste and everything, you know, that's something that there's just no, you know, even Prop 12 is good, but it's a small step in the right direction. But I mean, it's totally inadequate overall. And I just want to say that I'm a pig rescuer as well. Um, now, I don't have any of the larger pigs. It's mostly the minis and the pot bellies. Um, but if our state officials and representatives want to do something productive, they should be cutting down on breeding among those types of animals, as well as I mean, dogs and cats. I mean, you have pigs now, yes. just like with it's dogs certain- and cats, being euthanized in shelters all the time, but they don't do anything about that. But the minute money comes calling for them, they're right there to push something that would be incredibly regressive and cruel on animals. So, And, and I want to say, um, we, we, we appreciate all your incredible observations. You just hit the nail on the head, and you're talking about some of the people who are supporting this infamous EATS Act that we have to uh, really stop. We've got other callers lining up. So um, thank you, sir, for your call. Really appreciate it. Uh, Simone. Thank you for giving me the time. All right. Simone Reyes in Los Angeles, your question or thought? Yes. Um, it's, it's hard to tell people that don't know pigs only as food. What we as rescuers, Sean mentioned it as well, and I think by watching Pig Little Lies, right, on PBS, 
you can get a feel of it. But unless you're truly either somebody that has their own pigs as a companion animal or um, spends time, you know, at one of the larger uh, sanctuaries where you can give them belly rubs and all of this or just watching them, it's almost impossible to explain how closely linked in emotions they are to humans. We saw a pig named Penny, who also lives with Cindy, who's featured on Pig Little Lies, sobbing. She was very near death. She had completely given up. And we didn't really know what we were hearing. It was beyond comprehension. And we asked other people who knew a lot more about pigs than we did. And they said they do. They literally sob. Then I, just the other night, had a call with Cindy to talk about um, kind of an update on our pig family from Pig Little Lies. And what she was telling me, again, people need to understand the complex and loving relationships that these pigs have when you are able to meet them outside of, you know, the food industry. She said the, the father, Dante, who's featured in the show, that he ha- he's kind of like a stereotypical father in the family is from the 50s. You know, he had been separated from the family, but when he got back together, he assumed the role of father, protector, (laughs) and he's the one that lays in front of the door where they're sleeping to make sure that no predators, you know, come in. He's the one that keeps an eye on any strangers that might come near them. And even for Cindy, who helped birth his children, right, because he had his pregnant wife, as we call her, Beatrice. When the children get too close to Cindy, he comes over, he bites them all on the butt, and is like, okay, enough of that. He's completely taken over the role of father and protector. And it's even for me, who, you know, puts animals on a higher level than humans, is constantly shocked at how incredibly emotional and smart pigs are. And if we can just get this, you know, out there to the public. I think the PBS show is incredible for doing that. Then I think everybody will sign the documentation and everybody will be up in arms, but they have to see them as individuals. And so I'm really grateful that I was a part of Pig Little Lies, that we could bring a tiny little look into how emotional and smart and amazing pigs are. And I just want to say, please, everybody, sign the documentation, speak to your legislators, you know, it's insane what what people are allowed to get away with in, in 2023. It's insane. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Simone. That's absolutely. And I have to say that Pig Little Lies is an original production by Unchained TV, uh, which is our nonprofit, the world's only plant-based free streaming network. And it's uh, you can watch it on Unchained TV. Uh, which you can download on your phone, and you can also watch it on PBS now. So we're now on uh, public television stations around the country and also on the PBS app. So uh, I urge everybody to please download the app, which you can do. There it is right there, our app. You just put in Unchained TV, one word, and boom, it's on your phone. It's on your computer for free um, at UnchainedTV.com. It's also on all Samsung TVs. And it's also on any TV if you use an Amazon Fire Stick, an Apple TV device, or a Roku device. So um, thank you so much. Yes, I got to know Pigs uh, doing that show. We, I was part of that show as well, not only a co-executive producer, but um, 
they're so smart and they're so emotional. And then to think that we allow this and that, uh, I hate to say it, but our administration sided with the people who were fighting Prop 12. Um, and for those who don't know Prop 12, Prop 12, okay, essentially bans those kinds of pig gestation crates, meat from those kinds of animals being sold in California, which is such a huge market that it would have the effect of, hypothetically anyway, since there's very little uh, prosecution of offenders, if any prosecution of offenders, hypothetically, it would eliminate pig gestation crates if, if they follow up by prosecuting uh, those who are not doing it. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really, really horrifying that this is standard operating procedure. And I understand in Europe, they've eliminated this to a large degree. Not to say that, oh, you can eat pork from Europe and feel good mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, no, I was going to say, Europe has, is much more advanced when it comes to uh, the, the treatment of uh, farmed animals than here in the United States. And I think there are a lot of policy ideas uh, that could be easily be adopted. It doesn't require the research, doesn't require uh, as much sort of stakeholder feedback. We can solve this issue and we can make this happen. And what is required of 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 us, which man and us, it's just to go and spread the word and educate folks. Go and have those difficult conversations with that that the uncle that's all about the butt bacon. No, try and meet them at their level. Try and tease out that conversation. Talk about you know the intelligence of, of animals, but also the obligation that we have with regards to treating them with with kindness. You know, we recognize and see that they experience pleasure, pain preference they have emotions they have social bonds they deserve better and i would uh, uh, leave folks with two things one again atactexposed.com make sure you go and uh, uh, uh sign on and and uh, encourage a member of congress to oppose that and support the industrial agricultural accountability act um that has a lot of provisions in it related to improving um those act, uh, conditions and yes and here is the link if you want to copy it down uh it's act.mercyforanimals.org forward slash eat dash act. If, if that is something you can copy it, it's in the comment section. But if you don't want to do that, you can uh, literally just go to Mercy for Animals, okay? And you click on take action and it comes right up. So to oppose the EATS Act, the EATS Act really poses an existential threat to all animal um, protections that have been enacted. But I say that we don't want to act like um, those protections are that effective because they're almost never enforced. In fact, uh, Prop 2 passed in California and was put into a law in um, 2015 and there has never been one single enforcement action taken against any violation. And that bans um, battery cages for chickens. And so what, you're telling me that suddenly everybody's complying perfectly? No, their, their organizations have shown that, that there are violations and the prosecutors refuse to prosecute it. 
That's another big, big problem. We're going to take a short break here on Voice America Radio, but we're staying live on the Unchained TV app. We're staying live on all our socials, which include YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and um, LinkedIn as well. So stay right there. We're continuing our conversation and you can certainly uh, call in and, you know, give your thought or comment. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we are here talking to Alex Cragen of Mercy for Animals. Mercy for Animals is issuing a call to action. If you do one thing, uh, Mercy for Animals would like you to... Click this link. You can copy it off the comment section if you're watching on socials, or you can jot it down and fill it out. It takes just a couple of seconds to say to your U.S. senators and your member of Congress, no, we do not want the EATS Act to pass, which is an act that would essentially wipe out a lot of on-paper protections for animals, uh, with the caveat of how often are these on-paper protections for animals enforced? Some would say hardly never. Uh, so does it give false assurance to people that there's humane meat out there? There's no such thing as humane meat. Never will be. Uh, unless it's 
unless it's uh, what what some would call cell-based meat. There's controversy about that, but I happen to be a big supporter of cell-based meat because people are intransigent, many of them, about their demands to eat animals. So if we can give them uh, meat that was grown in a lab, uh, why not? Uh, not a perfect solution, but dumb meat's perfect. And as Gene Bauer of Farm Sanctuary said, whatever causes the least suffering, whatever would reduce the insane amount of suffering these animals are going through. So um, can you break down the EATS Act and tell us what is so terrifying about it? Yeah, absolutely. So this is definitely in response to the recent Supreme Court ruling, um, uh, NBPC versus Ross. Um, and it does two things. One, it uh, eliminates the states' authorities and localities to regulate what they refer to as pre-harvest um, agricultural activities. So anything that is on-farm, uh, it removes that authority from states moving forward. The second thing it does is it establishes a mechanism where in which uh, individual actors, organizations can challenge state laws and uh, that would conflict with uh, the, the um, issues with regards to interstate commerce if it were to if they believe that the, it would inhibit their ability to engage in interstate commerce, they can challenge that law. It would then put in an injunction and then it would have to be um, discussed and deliberated by the courts. Uh, so it not only does it remove that authority into the future, it provides a mechanism for organizations to remove uh, uh, state laws, to nullify state laws uh, that have been passed. Most like, for example, most recently in New Jersey, we saw the signature of a gestation grade ban um, uh, by the governor uh, earlier this last month. Yes, and uh, I just want to show, I just want to show just a little bit of some of the worst because, you know, I only showed you just a little bit. There's much worse, but I'm going to just show you 34 seconds of somewhat worse, just in case you're thinking, oh, it's not so bad. No, this is from the Mercy for Animals investigation inside a pig factory farm. And this is not unusual. I have seen other investigations where it's similar. Dead animals right next to the living, cannibalism. I mean, it's, it's obscene. It's, I'm embarrassed to be a member of the human race. Look at that shaking animal at the bottom. Look at that shaking pig. It makes me embarrassed to be a member of the human race. I'll say it officially. I mean, how can we say this is okay? How could our administration side with those who want to see this continue? This is moral bankruptcy, and it's a bipartisan problem, although my understanding is that as far as the EATS Act, it seems like everybody cited in your news release is Republican. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it is primarily has been sponsored by Republicans. Uh, currently, there are no Democrats. That being said, you're absolutely right. This is a bipartisan issue. There are a number of Democrats that are out there that support uh, uh, the continuation of the pork industry, and they need to, folks need to educate. They need to be made aware of these issues, and they need to uh, uh, be, feel the pressure of their constituency, of voters on these issues. So making sure me, that they know. Go ahead. Yes, I'm going to jump in because Kim is back and I want to give her a chance to ask her question. Kim, go ahead. Hi, I'm so sorry about that. Thank you both. Um, yes, I that that was horrifying, that, that video. And I agree with you, MFA and Gene Bauer, whatever we can do to, to you know, help decrease the pain and suffering, let's do it. Um, now, uh, speaking of which, 
I noticed we do it state to state, like, you know, California just recently went into effect with something that, you know, regarding the, the, um, uh, the crates that they live in. Why can't we do it like a federal thing? Is, I mean, why does it have to be state to state? It's so depressing to think, oh, California is helping, but then what about all the other states? Is there any way to do a more general federal type thing for the whole country? Thank you. Good question. Thank you. Yeah, no, the, the, there are um, a number of pieces of legislation that are, are focused on food system reform. There are things like the Farm System Reform Act, uh, sponsored by Senator uh, Cory Booker. Um, additionally, there is uh, uh, the Industrial Agricultural Accountability Act, uh, something that, that Emergency for Animals is um, strongly advocating for as a as a federal reform. Uh, one of the things they would do, for example, is prohibit uh, the, uh, uh, the, the continued practice of allowing for the slaughter of downed pigs, uh, there are a number of those documented in this investigation here. We recently actually sent a letter to the president urging him to direct the USDA to ban the slaughter of downed pigs. Uh, there are not only uh, issues related to animal animal treatment as well as in living conditions, but also the impact that it might have on uh, consumers with regards to zoonotic diseases, as well as the impact that it would have on workers. Um, so there are a number of pieces of legislation out there um, that I would encourage folks to um, engage with a member of Congress on uh, with this upcoming Farm Bill. It happens once every five years. And so right now is the most critical sort of crux of that period where folks right now, Congress is in recess. They're holding town hall meetings. So going and, and you know, asking questions there um, or if you're more comfortable, you know, reach out to us, uh, come, come and volunteer with Mercy for Animals. We uh, uh, do uh, training and provide folks with the resources to meet with members of Congress if you feel comfortable doing that. Um, but again, I, I think that the, the, the first thing is opposing the EAT Act, uh, advocating for the Industrial Agriculture Accountability Act, and organizing in your community. Get folks aware, get them motivated, get them to care about these issues, and uh, uh, try and engage in that longer and larger conversation. Well, you know, getting involved in a lot of these campaigns over time, I've seen that a campaign that you, like you have, where there's a link and you can just send it right like that. With If you click on this link, if you copy it and click on it, or if you go to uh, the uh, Mercy for Animals homepage, mercyforanimals.org, it's right there. You just click take action. And in one second, I did it in five seconds. You auto sign letters to your two U.S. senators and your member of Congress very quickly. So go to mercyforanimals.org and just click on this. It's that simple. And we're, we're getting some comments from people saying that they're doing this. But honestly, this idea that we need to talk to our neighbors, I disagree with you respectfully. Um, there's eight billion plus people on this planet and we can do a lot more by talking via social media and by like the unshamed tv streaming network by getting involved with a compound campaign like this because there's too many people to talk to them individually and frankly the more you know someone the less likely they are to take action because they take what you say personally and I, I think you've probably experienced that. I've definitely experienced that with relatives and friends where they're taking it as a personal accusation against them. So that's why I say people get involved, you know, get on social media, um, support Mercy for Animals, support Unchained TV, sign this instant letter. 
you're going to get a precious few number of people who are going to sit down and write an email and find out their emails of their U.S. senators. That's 1950s. This is how it has to be done. And I'm I'm thrilled that Mercy for Animals has this one. Do you have a similar one for uh, the Cory Booker uh, legislation? Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know more details about the Cory Booker legislation. Yeah. So that would be the Industrial Agricultural Accountability Act. And it's mercyforanimals.org slash IAA. Um, and it does a number of things. Uh, one, with regards to the operation of CAFOs. It would create um, uh, uh, an office uh, re- regarding um, uh, a climate and climate mitigation. A number of these CAFOs operate in areas that are impacted by climate change. Uh, so, like for example, in, in North Carolina, there was uh, uh, that uh, enormous hurricane and subsequent floods that impacted the the, the waterscape and uh, the soil in that area and the community and, and caused millions of dollars in property damage. And so what this bill would do would um, uh, focus on uh, preventative work rather than simply reacting to natural disasters and compensating people. So trying to focus on that long-term goal. Additionally, it um, uh, prohibits the, um, the slaughter of downed pigs um, and, and, or the, of downed animals in general. Uh, currently right now, there are only a handful of downed animals that are exempt from slaughter. They're, they're uh, uh, euthanized primarily. Um, but either way, it would uh, address that issue there. And then it would also uh, 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 change regulations with regards to animal transport. Currently, right now, uh, uh, animals can be transported for up to 28 hours and even longer in some instances here in the United States without climate control, without access to food and water. Um, it's absolutely an atrocious practice and it's standard. If you ever drive past, uh, any, anyone on the freeway for a long period of time, you're going to probably encounter one of these trucks. Uh, and what this would do is uh, it would limit uh, animal transport to eight hours over the course of um, a number of years uh, and uh, have some additional funding with regards to research and and how to best implement that. So um, again, the IAA is focused on uh, reforming some of the major components of our food system, how animals are mistreated in that food system and uh, trying to make some aspect of that better. Again, I still, most centralized way to do that is by not eating animals, by not engaging in that economic activity. Absolutely. Um, And then for for that additional act is to engage in that policy change, trying to get folks to wake up and to realize the sentience and personhood of animals and the the value they have as as beings rather than as seen as commodities as others. Mm -hmm. Let me let me just sh- I, I'm, I'm showing you video that we recorded from a typical factory farm uh, food truck pulling up to a slaughterhouse. These animals are babies, babies, six months old, approximately, and they're terrified. They are a lot of times it's the first time they've seen the sky. OK, imagine that the first time you see the sky is on the ride to the slaughterhouse where because this is how they're raised. Okay, this is inside. They never see the sky. Imagine this, people. But, you know, uh, I, I, I think that people have to know at this point. It, I mean, I, I find this whole idea that I don't know. It's absolute for a huge percentage of the population, deliberate blindness. Um, now, if you find this upsetting, along with 
telling your U.S. senators and member of Congress to sign the EATS Act, you can also go to mercyforanimals.org forward slash IAA. And that's the Industrial Animal, or sorry, the Industrial Agriculture Act. Yep, Accountability Act, yep. Okay, Industrial Accountability Act. Say it again, because I really uh, want to get it. Uh, Industrial Agricultural Accountability Act. Industrial Agricultural Accountability, emphasis on the word accountability act. And so that's something else you, you can do. And I'm going to do that the second that we're off. Um, and let, let me ask you, we only have a couple of minutes here. Yes, um, somebody is sec- seconding this. Willful ignorance and selfishness perpetuates this cruelty. Okay. First and last time pigs see the sky is on the way to the slaughterhouse. Think about that for a minute. I mean, oh my God. And it's not better for cows either. Okay. So um, just please think about your actions. Remember, uh, this is a temporary experience we have on this planet. We don't know whether there's accountability on the other side. Um, I certainly hope there is. Um, In any case, um, what are the chances of these two pieces of legislation uh, passing? First, the ETAC, which we do not want to have passed. That's why we're asking everybody to write letters to their U.S. senator, which they can do automatically thanks to Mercy for Animals. And we're going to send it one more time. I'm going to uh, get rid of this banner here so you could see. All you do is go to mercyforanimals.org and click Take Action. And then we want to know what are the what are the chances of this being defeated? Because apparently they've passed it before. They've they tried it before. Excuse me. They've mm-hmm. tried it before. Yeah. No. The the Eat Act has come in a variety of forms over the last uh, couple of cycles. Initially, it was called the King Amendment. Um, it then was then rebranded as the Eats Act, uh, and then reintroduced uh, most recently in in Congress. Uh, it's part as far as um, regards to like likelihood of it passing. I can't say for certain. All I know is that as part of the farm bill process, they look at a number of different sort of standalone pieces of legislation and will take portions and pieces of those of that legislation and incorporate that into the larger farm bill. Now, our goal, our goal is to make that the Eats Act is as untenable, as unpopular, as as seen as not a viable policy option for Congress to to put into the farm bill and then subsequently going and trying to advocate for the value and the need and for the political viability of introducing things like the industrial agricultural accountability act into the farm bill. So that's sort of that, uh, that process there. Um, I can't say for, for certain the likelihood because I'm, I'm not a member of Congress, uh, All right. So you don't know. Uh, And that's okay. You don't have a crystal ball. Uh, I get it. And I appreciate you not wanting to make a a reckless prediction. But what about the other uh, act we've been talking about here? And that is the one that you can support. This is the one we want to support. Mercyforanimals.org forward slash IAA. Industrial Agricultural Accountability Act. I got it. And I'm going to go on this link as soon as I get off and sign that. What are the chances of that passing? And that's the one proposed by New Jersey Senator Cory Booker. Yeah. So um, uh, one, the, the the piece of legislation has been endorsed by over 180 organizations. 
uh, beyond not only the, the, the animal rights and animal welfare movement, but environmental organizations, public health organizations, uh, safety con- consumer safety advocates, uh, uh, and beyond that. It's, it's had a, a very significant sort of support uh, within um, regards also to the sustainability, sustainable agricultural community as well. Um, with regard to how the likelihood of it passing or not passing, again, I, 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 I'm not a member of Congress. I know that we're going and uh, we're uh, engaging with folks on this. We've got, gotten some surprising amount of of positive things from members of Congress when we have our one one on one interactions with their staffers. But uh, un, until they release those first drafts, I can't say for certain. Yes, and let's just hope because, wow, you know. Uh, Disillusion we can always get, but if we defeat the EATS Act and pass the Industrial Agriculture Accountability Act, admittedly a mouthful, wow, that would be a one-two punch. Um, Along with, for example, people who are doing open rescue of animals being acquitted, which has been happening more and more. In fact, National Geographic just did an entire story about open rescue and really mentioning it as a phenomenon, not demonizing it. Because if you look at a lot of local news articles, they're like, well, these people stole XYZ animal. They're calling it rescue. But now this whole concept of open rescue is getting legitimized by the New York Times and by National Geographic. And by the vote, the, the the jurors, the jurors who were actually blocked from seeing the worst cruelty, but they get enough of a taste that they go, yeah, why didn't you take more? And I know that's not something Mercy for Animals involved in. You're doing very important legislative work. You've got one minute. What's your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, um, again, to, with regards to, um, with open, regards to open rescue, I, um, I think that there's an absolute essential part of raising the awareness of individuals and going and taking action to um, address uh, uh, the, the, the severe mistreatment of animals, the, the 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 sheer just inhumanity and cruelty, it is uh, 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 just widespread, and something needs to be done. And to, for me, my approach that is a policy approach, and then there are others that are taking other approaches. I think that, that those people should be protected by the law, and that there there should be uh, um, uh, a, a better process for in which folks are able to conduct these sort of procedures without having to worry about criminal prosecution. Um, I live in my home state. Uh, they passed legislation specifically after uh, uh, that the trial here in the state of Utah that would uh, criminalize that activity. And um, um, I, again, to wrap up, I encourage folks to go to mercyforamels.org, uh, go and uh, contact member of Congress with regards to EATS Act, contact a member of Congress regards the IAA, come sign up and volunteer with us. Uh, we're doing a lot of work with, with Congress, but also at the state level and local level. If you're interested in getting involved, we'd love to hear from you. Wow. Well, you give me hope, you know, because when I was uploading these videos, it's heartbreaking. It takes a toll. And you imagine the investigators, the true heroes of our movement, who go undercover, risking their lives in some cases to do this and always potentially risking their lives. But even just uploading it and looking at a few minutes, 
it's so depressing. There's something very fundamentally wrong with what's happening. And uh, Americans who are still eating 66.18 per uh, pounds of pork per year per capita, please rethink that. There are other ways without engaging in this kind of cruelty. I'm going to end how I began with this, which is vegan bacon. All right. Hmm. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Looks like bacon. I don't know what bacon tastes like, to be honest with you, but it tastes pretty good. Mm. There's another way, people. Let's do this. Thank you so much, Mercy for Animals, for all you do. So great talking to you. We'll bring you back when this good bill passes and the bad bill is defeated. God willing. Thank you so much. See you, you next Jane. month on Unchained TV. Download the app now. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.